0: Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Now for our story. It was after supper at Aunt Mary Lane's farm in Wakefield. The days were growing shorter now, and the lamps in the warm, cozy living room were already lit. Aunt Mary was writing at the desk, and the room was still except for the sound of her pen scratching on the paper, and an occasional riffle as Lefty Larkin turned the page of the farm journal he was reading, where he sat in an easy chair smoking his pipe. Lefty looked up several times, started to speak, and then sighing had gone back to his magazine. He was dying to tell Aunt Mary about the interesting talk he'd had with Nicholas Dorn the other night. About Nicholas' confession that he was seriously interested in Aunt Mary's niece, Peggy. But each time Lefty found himself on the verge of opening the conversation, he thought better of it. Remembering his promise to Nicholas that he would say nothing for the time being. Now Aunt Mary looks up from the letter she's writing.
1: <laughs> it's amazing how many things I can think of to tell Randy once I get started. But uh, I guess I've finished now. Good. Why? Something you want to do? Uh, how about a game of Chinese checkers? Well, that might be nice. I'll go make a pot of hot chocolate. We can have some of those cookies I made this afternoon. Well, why don't you wait until Peggy and Nicholas get
2: here?
1: Yes, I could. Trouble is, then Peggy will think she has to do it. Lately, she hardly gives me a chance to do a thing. Has to be busy every minute.
2: Mm, Peggy has a lot of energy. Always has had.
1: But lately... I have the feeling she doesn't quite know what to do with herself But she's trying desperately to fill every minute of her time
2: Well, as long as she's not idle
1: But just being busy isn't enough for her She needs to have her mind occupied, too Uh, I'm rather worried about it, Lefty About what Peggy will do with herself this fall and winter Have you talked to her about it? No, I haven't wanted to press her I wanted her to have time to get on her feet again. After all that trouble in Chicago last year. And then this Bill Mead thing.
2: Well, Aunt Mary, I'm not sure what you're driving at. What do you think Peggy should do?
1: Well, I'm not quite sure, Lefty. But I do think she ought to be occupied with something constructive. Perhaps a job in town. Anything to give her a new interest.
2: Uh, Of course, everybody needs a new interest, but... Well, it seems to me that Peggy's the sort of girl who ought to have a home, a family. Now, if the right fellow came along...
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Lefty.
2: What's so funny?
1: Lefty, you're about as subtle as a sledgehammer. (laughs) I'm just beginning to realize you're actually serious about Nicholas Dorn and Peggy. Would you like to see Peggy married to Nicholas, Lefty?
2: Well, I can't see a thing wrong about it.
1: I'm afraid, Lefty, that you're being a little short-sighted. Short-sighted? Yes. Peggy's undecided about things now because of all that's happened. But that doesn't mean she'll stay that way. And we want to be sure she knows her own mind. But now, Lefty, I know what you're thinking. I know Nicholas has this idea about settling down here in Wakefield on that little place he's been talking about. And, of course, it has something to do with this feeling for Peggy. You're darn right it has, Aunt Mary. And I had a talk with him in town the other day. Yes? I think he realized this is no time to... well, to force the issue with Peggy. In fact, he practically promised me he wouldn't. I don't see why you should expect a promise like that from Nicholas. Seems to me it's asking an awful lot. I didn't ask him exactly. I just tried to make him understand why it might be better to wait a while. Wait? I don't get all this talk about waiting. What for?
2: Peggy's not a little girl anymore. She may seem young to us, but she's a woman now. She has a right to think of her future. And they don't come any finer than
1: Nicholas Dorn. Yes, Nicholas is a fine young man. Then why not let things take their natural course? I'm not going to interfere. But after all, Lefty... It's only natural that I want to help Peggy. Guide her. Try to keep her from doing something which might make her unhappy.
2: Oh, sure, I realize that. But the thing is, I I think you're prejudiced, Aunt Mary. You always have been. Well, I always tried to be fair. Oh, I know you have. But you've always had this bee in your bonnet about Bill Mead. Heaven only knows why. Lefty,
1: on the other hand, you've always gone to the other extreme where Bill is concerned. Then why shouldn't I?
2: Bill Mead and the Calverts have messed up Peggy's life. For a while, the poor kid didn't know what she was doing half the time. And now that it's
1: all died down, a dead issue. Maybe it's a dead issue, Lefty. You can't be entirely sure. Not yet. That's right. Now, who do you... Uh, I'll go. No, never mind. I'm right here. Why, David Bowman. Come in, David. Hello, Aunt Mary. Hi there, Dave.
3: Good to see you. Hello, Lefty. Well, I thought I'd drop in and see how things are going out here. Everything is just fine. Mm, good. And you're certainly looking well. It's a, a nice dress, Mary. Oh, uh, what color would you call it? Uh,
1: purple? Why, well, thank you, David. Oh, they have some fancy name for this color, I believe. But as far as I'm concerned, it's plum color. Oh. Always has been. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, it certainly becomes you. Well, how about me, David. Don't I come in for any of this guff you're handing out? Now, this shirt I'm wearing is known as
1: Tattletail Gray. <laughs> like it? Oh, All safety. <laughs> don't pay any attention to him, David. Oh, <laughs> well, don't worry. I won't. <laughs> Sit down, David. Yeah. Isn't uh, Peggy home?
3: I, I was hoping I'd see her.
1: She's out with Nicholas Dorn. He ought to be back pretty soon. Dorn? Oh, yes,
3: yes. I've met the boy. He's been into the bank a couple of times. I... I understand he's interested in settling down around here, buying some property. Yeah,
2: looks as though he'll stay for a while. I was just telling Aunt Mary. I think it's a fine idea.
3: Yes, doesn't hurt to have some new blood in the community. I imagine we'll be getting quite a few of the young men back from overseas too, coming home from the army. Well, be a good thing for me. We've been short-handed for some time.
2: How is it down at the bank? Pretty busy.
3: Well, it has been. But it'll ease up now that I can enlarge the staff here and there. Uh, Did I tell you I've got a new project started up? No. Yes. I'm going to establish an agricultural department. Take care of loans on equipment and all that sort of thing. We've always needed a service like that, but, well, I never found quite the right man for it.
1: Have you someone in mind now?
3: Yes, I have. I think he'll fit it like a glove, too. Who's that, Dave? Well, Bill Meade's
1: coming out of the army any day now, and... Bill Meade? Why, that sounds like a good idea, David. With Bill's background in farming and so on, he... You can sit there and tell me
2: you're giving Bill Meade a swell opportunity like that, after everything he's done? Well, I've thought it over, and it seemed to me... That... Maybe personality shouldn't enter into business dealings. But out of this whole county, it seems to me you could have found some other boy for the job. Someone a lot more deserving. Now, Lefty... Oh, now, don't try to shush me, Aunt Mary. You know how I feel about this. The idea that that David, my best friend... Hold on a minute, Lefty. No sense in blowing
3: your top. You see, it's not only that I think Bill Meade is just
2: the right man for the job. I happen to like him. You like him. That's just fine. I don't understand what's wrong with you people. What's the guy done to you? He has you all eating right out of his hand. He's gotten by with murder, and everyone keeps coming back for more. When I think of how he's treated Peggy, made her suffer. Now you're going to get him all fixed up with a nice job so he can go around and mess up some more lives. Well, go ahead. I've done
1: everything I could,
2: and I can't take any more. Lifty. Good night.
1: David. I'm so sorry this had to happen. Lefty seems to have a blind spot where Bill Mead is concerned. But you'll get over it.
3: Well, Aunt Mary, I, I hope so.
1: You're such old friends. Yes, I know. It's too bad
3: I can't explain to Lefty how wrong he is. But someday I think he'll understand. David Bowman was referring to his talk with Bill.
0: He knew now that Bill intended to insist on a divorce when his wife returned. Poor Lefty. If only you could know all the facts in this case, perhaps you'd feel less resentment toward the man who's played such an important role in the life of your daughter, Peggy Douglas. As it is, even your close friendship with David Bowman has been threatened. Old friendships, new loves, and old ones, too. All threatened during this period of confusion caused by one woman, Kit Mead, and her determination to get what she wants.